0: Becomes more powerful than justice. And fear becomes more powerful than hope. And all the rules have changed. A new hero will emerge.
1: everybody. You are listening and watching the We Are Rising podcast. This is your host, Andrew Benjamin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jay Christian Gary from Focus Fights. Hey, y'all. How's it going? And we got a very special guest with us today. With us, we have Matt Mikowski, Weapon X, who will be taking on Simon Grimm at Bloodsport October 11th, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Uh, he's a former MMA fighter, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, pro wrestler, uh, I don't know. He's like, he's a, he's a jack of all trades and a master of many things. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for talking to us. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for so, uh,
2: thanks so much for having me again, guys.
1: No problem. No problem. Uh, just tell us how you've been surviving COVID pandemic lockdown. Tell us how, what's your secret to surviving. Yeah. Well, on? um, a lot of home workouts, uh, you know, trying to stay, trying to stay in shape. That was one of my big goals amongst, uh, of course, staying safe and keeping my family safe and everything uh it was obviously there was a lot of unknowns like back in march and early april
3: we weren't sure how severe this was going to be or how bad it was going to be or you know how it was going to affect people um and, and a lot of those questions are still being answered or whatever uh but um obviously mma gyms closed down for a while i was out of work um my wife luckily
2: uh is able to do her job from home, so that's been good. We can keep uh, keep the lights on and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, two young kids, so I was with them a lot over the summer, um, keeping them entertained, uh, and uh,
1: again, trying not to try not to turn into a pile of pile of mush, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm so uh, just uh, t- about the MMA gym because I'm from New York and technically I don't even know if gyms are still open in, in our area but I know in some areas they've reopened I know if there's some I know uh, there's some weird rules or like you uh, you have to be like 6 feet away or something yeah. I don't know how you do that for an MMA gym but uh, I, how about your where you usually train has that kind of
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: well we
1: uh
2: I Jim, my coach, had in South Philly. We, we were able to do some outdoor classes. We we had a mm. there's some a space under I-95 uh, where we could uh, do like outdoor training, and the students were back ma- We all wear masks, and um, that that's gone fine. We you know take everybody's temperature before each class, um, so you know taking the pre- precautions that we can, um, and then I think recently we've we. We've gone back indoors, but we're doing, like, bad classes where students are, um, you know, separated by, like, you know, six feet apart or whatever, and um, they have their own station. Everyone's wearing masks. So that's pretty much the uh, the extent of it. No real jujitsu right now. Um, you know, I might have a friend or two that, I you know, I, I trust to, to roll with every now and then, but um, not, not, no, like,
1: Group classes, or, or, you know, rolling, or anything like that. But about uh, kickboxing and striking, is that stuff okay? Um, or,
2: or Yeah, adapted? I mean, it's getting back to, like, you can, we, in Philly, people are partnering up and, and holding pads for each other, but again, everyone's wearing masks, um, that's pretty much the extent of it. it, might limit class sizes a bit, too, mm. just so it doesn't get overcrowded.
1: I saw this uh, video from uh, Thailand, where, um... Maybe in a uh, Tiger Muay Thai or AK. I don't know, but uh, they had a uh, the whoever this guy was holding pads. He was on one side of the uh, ring. The guy who was who was doing the striking was on the other side. So he would hold up the guy holding up his pads on the other side would hold up like up here. The guy on the other side would punch, uh, jab, cross. Like,
2: like
1: a shadow boxing. No, yeah, yeah, it was like it was it was like really far away shadow boxing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know whatever you got to do, you know. <laughs> mm. Uh, and now also uh for pro wrestling, I'm I'm just curious. No, though I don't know if there was any pro wrestling school that you maybe would go to to like tune up or whatever. But uh, if if did you happen uh were pro wrestling schools affected as well? Yeah,
2: um, I'm at training at Worldwide Dojo right now in Bristol with um, Cheeseburger and Sumi Sakai. Um, again, same thing. We'll, we wear masks and um, uh limited class sizes. So and then you know certain certain drills and things just to keep things, uh, and we sanitize the ring after every practice
1: and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. Is this, uh, your blood match? Is this your first match since, um, like March since the pandemic? Um, no, I've had, uh, I've had three, I think. Um, so,
0: you know, uh, GCW and beyond were running in Atlantic city out, outdoors on the, on the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a, I had a pre-show match on the GCW show uh, a few weeks ago, um,
2: and then uh, I've done some, what else, I, oh, I've done some tapings, some like outdoor, no fans, uh, like tapings, like stuff for
1: IWTV, like, uh, with, um, like the Camp, camp Leapfrog mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, Pizza Party. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, fair. No, I think the, uh, Pizza Party, isn't that, uh, New Jersey, Based promotion, yeah, they're,
2: they're both fairly local, yeah, but Pizza Party primarily runs out
1: of New Jersey. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm curious to know, is there a difference between uh, wrestling outdoors and wrestling indoors? Is there, like, I mean, obviously the weather, but, like, do you find it, like, do you find one better or more suitable?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I, uh, I don't know. I don't really, it doesn't really, I did not really notice much of a difference I don't know. I think I'm just kind of focused on what I need to do in there, mm. and uh, I, I, none of the my environment doesn't really affect me a whole lot. Um, that's kind of always been the way I I am. With like, even when it was MMA, uh, like whether I was fighting in at, like a hockey rink in front of fifty people or at you know uh, an arena with five thousand people, it was it didn't feel much different to me. Mm. Um. The the obviously the over the summer like the heat was a factor, the the, the canvas would be blazing hot, um, stuff like that because it was sitting out in the sun. But mm-hmm. um, other than that, um, I I wouldn't say that for me there wasn't a huge difference between an outdoor and indoor show.
1: Okay. and i was about to ask you if you ever did any MMA uh, uh fights outdoors, and those are always the interest. Those are always interesting uh, whenever I talk to fighters who do that. Yeah,
2: I had one. I had the one match that comes to mind. It was an amateur fight a long time ago. Uh, it was kickboxing, or it was like this weird hybrid thing. But um,
3: like you could kickbox but do takedowns. It's very strange. Um, it was at a place called I believe it was called the oh man the blue the blue lagoon or the blue horizon somewhere in
0: I can't remember Philly or I think Jersey it was or, probably. I think it was probably the Blue Horizon and maybe you're talking about the one in Pennsylvania, right? I think so. Yeah, it was called Evolve uh, Evolve Fighting Championships or something. I, I don't know. It was like an early... It, 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 they only ran a few shows,
2: but um, it was kind of like the precursor to MMA being legalized in Pennsylvania. Um, they started somehow were able to do like kickboxing with like takedowns as long as you didn't go to a knee I, it was very strange kind of like a like a sanda or sancho type thing but yeah anyway that was outside that was cool um it was like a
3: bar with like like um there was like a balcony so there was like kind of people up in the balcony and uh all, all around That's pretty neat mm-hmm. 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 in that case you were probably talking about the blue horizon because that used to be like mostly the main arena that the
0: USA Network would have for their Tuesday night fights boxing series. Oh wow, uh, I might be. What what's the famous? I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. You guys know the famous uh, boxing? Uh,
1: the place. I think that like Rocky, there was a Rocky uh, fight there. Uh, I think it's a. It's like a famous boxing arena in uh, you know, like in like North Philly. Oh. I think it's a, the Blue Something. I might be getting that confused with, with something else. Christian, you're the boxing guy. I've only seen Rocky One. I haven't seen any of the others, so I I <laughs> do not. It might have been Rocky One where he fought there. Or something. Oh okay. Oh god, uh, I don't even remember. I don't even remember <laughs> this. Oh my god. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like an
0: old, I mean, basically, the motif looked like an old Catholic church. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So, but uh. What about also the no uh the no fans? Have you done? Uh, you said you did some tapings for IWTV in front of no fans, and uh, obviously the Bloodsport show will have a limited audience. And I think you said you did the the uh, GCW shows uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, I that think... was
2: that was outdoor, um, limited capacity, uh, social distance seating. So there were fans so there.
1: So tell us the difference between uh you know wrestling in front of fans and wrestling in front of no fans. Do you find do you uh, do you find it? Because well, I'm also because I, I I'm reminded of what Izzy Adesanya just recently said. You know, fighting in front of fans versus no fans. Where you know, hey, I love the fans, but you know what? At least I don't have to put up the stupid shit. Sometimes they they, they 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 scream out. I don't know. Is that how you feel, or do you miss the energy? Can you just talk about that? I I don't know. I I almost I almost prefer like working just in front of
2: other wrestlers or my you know comrades. I, I don't know. It's been uh, I mean, if
3: they know how to be, they're usually like, they're gonna make sure they're really into it. Let's just put it that way. Like they're um
2: not gonna sit on their hands, kind of stuff. You know, uh, it's been it's been fun. I don't know. I, I forgot. I did I had the matchup beyond uh last weekend, the weekend before, and that was just wrestlers. Mm. Uh, and when I wrestled Dickinson. And um, that was a lot of fun, too. So uh, it's, uh, I don't know, you know, with with fans, it depends on the crowd. I've had crowds where it's been, you know, kind of dead or whatever, and then crowds where they've been
1: amazing. Because you you ran Beyond, which is a great example, um, because, you know, Beyond, uh, for those that haven't seen Beyond, um, I think they still do it, uh, where they have fans around the ring, and then they, you know, hit the canvas and all that stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. they're one of the, I think they're one of the better crowds out there, you know, versus you know some maybe some of the other ones, like you said, that just maybe sit on their hands or knees. So Beyond, I think, has a good fan base, and that's I feel like I would be missing that if I, you know, just because the ViewBound fan base is very, I, I would say, very positive, very unique.
0: Yeah,
2: I, um yeah, it, it doesn't. uh Again, I kind of—I mean, it might be my MMA roots, um, mm. but like I kind of tune the fans out, which is like not not the best thing as a professional wrestler. I realize yeah. it's it's not uh, just about what's going on in the ring; you're there for the fans. But um, uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. Well, it's interesting, also, you also, bring up the MMA, uh, your MMA roots, because. Uh, I've talked to some fighters, and they say they what they love about no fans is that they can hear their corner, they can hear the other corner. They like hearing sometimes the, the commentators, because they'll sometimes hear the commentators, you know, oh, uh, Michael Bisbee saying, oh, he's gonna go for, uh, he's gonna. They can hear the commentators like actually like calling out moves that the is gonna do, and it helps them. Um, so it was
2: the, it was. I watched some of the first, um, you know, UFC events they did with no fans, and it was definitely like a. a different experience and yeah. i actually kind of liked it more as well because you could like you could hear the hits you could like th- th- in a way you could never hear it before yeah um which made it feel even more you know like real and visceral and yeah. physical and just you, you kind of really got a sense of like how violent it is in there and how rough it can be uh because just hearing those strikes land uh is just was you know it can be kind of
1: gruesome. I think the first show they had was the gave Ferguson. Um, uh, I think that was the first one they did with no fan. I, I okay. think. And yeah, when that's like the best example when you're watching that fight and you just hear those punches that Gabe is just doing this Ferguson and they you never really feel them until you hear them and like with no other sounds. And yeah, no, you make a good point, a very good point about that, um, Christian. I'm gonna throw it to you to ask some questions to our guest. Well, I'm
0: sorry if I don't really have anything good to ask, but I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, ask a few questions here. Now, when it comes down to your upcoming match at Bloodsport, I kind of forgot, who
3: is he facing the Simon Grimm,
1: Simon Grimm, a.k.a. uh, Simon Gotch, formerly known as Simon Gotch.
0: Yeah, when it comes down to your upcoming match against Simon Grimm, Have you done any scalping on him? Have you done anything, you know, to make sure that you know his weaknesses and everything that he does by heart? Or, you know, considering the fact that this has just been made, are you trying to get the kinks out of yourself, trying to, you know, at least train for him? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have more studying to do, but um, I'm familiar with
2: uh, a lot of his work. Uh, like mlw and you know i've seen some I'm watching some highlight videos and such and um you know he's very impressive um you know obviously it kind of goes without saying we both utilize the arm bar a lot i think you're probably gonna see it uh you know some somebody's you know somebody's gonna go for an arm bar at least in this uh, match um i don't you know what you said about like preparing for him it's almost like Count, you know, my background. Like I've been preparing for him for sixteen years. You know, like um,
1: it's he—he's, you know, he likes to bring the fight, and I've been training to, you know, I've been training mixed martial arts for for sixteen years now, and um, you know, I don't think there's there's a lot he's going to throw at me that I haven't seen before that or that I won't be ready for. Mm. Um, you know, it's also interesting as well is that. He's a strong guy. He doesn't look it, but he is, he just has, I don't know, I guess you call it farmer strength or whatever. I don't know. I call that like, just like, whenever I say farmer strength, I just mean like this, just like like inherited strength. You don't necessarily, you can't even like work out to get that strong. You just have it or you don't. Yeah. I
2: mean, I think you could say, you know, there's kind of the the classic, um, he's got a bit of a size advantage. I'd say I have a speed advantage. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, it's not the first time I've been, uh, you know, undersized or maybe the, 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 you know, my opponent was maybe has been stronger than me before, and I was still able to, to emerge victorious. So I'm not overly concerned about the, um, the size or or strength differential. Um, so, uh, but it, but it definitely is something to take to take note of I'd say.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Understood,
0: understood. Now, the next question I have to ask is when it comes down to the bubble experience. Obviously, you got all these other sports leagues, the NBA,
3: Major League Baseball is about to do a bubble, the NFL should be doing a bubble, the WNBA
0: which ironically enough I'm watching now, they're playing in a bubble, but when it comes down to this upcoming show, because you're going to be wrestling Simon Grimmau, and I guess you can say it feels like you're going to be going into a bubble. But do you have any thoughts about particular fight leagues, like the UFC, having events held in front of no fans in a bubble? When you say bubble, you mean like
2: uh, like Thunderdome or something like like just kind of like
3: in Oh why?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The less said about the damn Thunderdome, the better. But <laughs> what I mean is, it's like playing in front of no fans, like what Andrew said, but also getting the chance to have that competitive environment. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just you versus your Yeah, I
2: mean, I think it—it it kind of falls into what we talked about earlier about. Know, maybe re- wrestling in, in front of uh, just other the other wrestlers on the show, um, or again some of the you know one of the shows was a pretty limited crowd, so there wasn't that many people there to begin with. Um, yeah, and I just I don't I don't think it's uh, gonna matter. I'm I'm happy the uh, the collective is happening and they're uh, they're having they're having blood sport, I think.
3: Um, you know, they're trying to do everything they can to make sure these events happen uh, safely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get tested. I got tested a
2: few weeks ago um, for Beyond. And, um, you know, uh, just going to kind of keep moving forward and do things uh, as, as safely as we can.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've, uh, okay. Are you wrestling on any of the shows, that on that whole collective thing? Or is it just Bloodsport for now? Just blood sport, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, uh, I, if you can't answer, that's fine. Were you asked to do it, or did, were you just asked to do blood sport, or did you just feel like doing blood sport? Oh, um, uh, no, they
2: just asked me to do blood sport, so oh, okay. uh, I was lucky to, uh, you know, get that opportunity.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, just I uh, so as somebody you know, this will be your second time in blood in blood sport. Um, I want to just get your thoughts on the first time you wrestle, and just tell us, like, what do you think of the overall Bloodsport experience? You know, no ring, I mean, no ring, no rope, uh, in a ring, uh, it's, you know, like, it, it's only striking submission, that's how the matches end, or, um, or I believe a draw if it goes, uh, the, uh, the distance. Well, just what tell us what, what that environment and that type, wrestling, that type of match, how's it differ- uh, uh, different, different, and i would say almost better than maybe just wrestling the regular type of match, you know, for any other promotion. Well, i i feel the most at home and the most
2: comfortable uh, in that environment. Um you know, i, I less nerves than other matches. Um uh, because it's again it's it's so closely to you know it's so close to my background and and what i i know and what i've basically dedicated half my life to um that it's you know I, i feel like i'm right where i should be um it's 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 my uh it's something i want to be a part of every single time i i can and um you know i want to prove on October 11th that it's, it's, I should be on, uh, you, you know, I should
1: be there every time mm-hmm. uh, that I can, so. Do you think that a promotion like this, uh, though, can sustain itself? Because, you know, the indie, the indie scene has just, it has fluctuated so many times with the type of things that people want to see or the type of matches that people want. Uh, I know we, we have both Bloodborne now in Japan, they have a promotion called, I think it's called Gleet, which is kind of the same thing that, it's trying to do, like, a Bloodsport, UWFI-type thing. Okay. Um, but right now, it seems like the type of matches people want to see are, like, super indie, you know, almost, like, action movies. They want to see just fast-paced action. Do you think that Bloodsport, the reason why it has been why it's still working and people uh, are, like, attached is just because it's so different from everything? It just stands out from everything else? I, I, would,
2: I would hope so, yeah. I, I think so. Maybe there's... Again, I'm not the not like a crazy like wrestling historian or i'm not up on every single thing but like um i don't know I I, I I yeah i think it maybe it does stand out it's um
0: you have like um companies like uh paradigm pro wrestling in uh indiana they're doing like you they're bringing back yes. the uwfi rules matches which is a lot those are awesome yeah uh, I love watching those and, and it's very akin to like blood sport, but there's just some extra rules with the, with the ropes and, and whatnot. There's like a point system. Um, but
2: yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess I like having uh, a little bit of everything. I think, you know, professional wrestling should be, uh, the biggest buffet possible. And you can go there and get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, whatever you like. Um, And I think what sport maybe fills in one, you know, one of those, uh, those categories that was maybe lacking a little bit, you know, yeah, you're seeing, uh, it's on, it's in like mainstream, it's on WWE now with the, with, um, Raw Underground. Yeah. Uh, you know, (laughs) they're doing it, you know, it's like, they're, they're doing no ropes, like shoot styles, whatever that is that they're doing. It's, you know, what? we'll see where that all goes or if it even, if it even leads to anything, but, um, you know, and then the, uh, you know, Chikara was doing a lot of like no rope shoot stuff and it's just was, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's, it's like kind of hot right now or whatever. Um, Josh blood Bloodsport is real special cause, uh, it seems like it's kind of like a semi-annual thing, which I think makes it really, um it makes it still feel real special. Yeah. I, I'm super excited for this one in October with, uh, the the of Ed Moxley and, and Dickinson. I think that's amazing. Um, and, and, and so much other like high level talent. Uh, and it, they kind of went like a different route. Like when they announced, uh, homicide, you know, I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is
3: unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some other guys that I wasn't quite, you know, expecting, but, um, I think it's
1: going to be an awesome show. We do have a question from a fan, uh, someone, who, uh, a listener, our friend uh, Gentleman's Combat at Gem- Gentleman Co- Gentleman's Combat on Twitter. He wants to know, he's asked this question for everybody who we've interviewed so far, so don't worry, you're not the only one. He wants to know how much Volcon have you been watching to prepare for your match? He's a big <laughs> UWFI, Pancrase Volcon fan. Uh, you, are you familiar with Volcon? Yeah, of course. Uh,
2: I, um... Yeah, Volkan, uh, Funaki,
3: uh, oh. and then, uh, like, you know, guys like Boss Rootin,
2: Frank Shamrock, like the guys that fought in Pancrase. Um, I I feel like that's the style of match that this is going to be. Uh, you watch something that, like, uh, watching a Frank
1: Shamrock or a Boss Rootin-Pancrase match, and I, I think you're close to what I'm going to bring, um, you know, ...on October 11th. Mm-hmm. I was I, just going back to uh, your match to sign Grimmy. I know you talked about, you know, you feel like this is going to... Uh, you feel like this will probably be a submission win, probably, since you both are the armbar experts? Or do you think that... Because, you know, everybody... As Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they got punched in the face. You know, as soon as you get in there, you may be like, I don't know, maybe the armbar won't work this time. You could it go, devolve into a... Uh, not devolve, but go into a striking match. And well, then,
2: that's why I need to do a little more research on uh i'm not as familiar with simon's um striking prowess or, you know i'd like to do a, i know i've seen him utilize kicks um but you know i feel like that's where i have an advantage is on the feet mm. and in the striking department um and that's that's a lot of times the case uh and i i 100 percent uh plan to uh, take advantage of, of that um maybe maybe we don't even go to the ground you know I, who knows uh, that was that's what I, that's what my mma career was it was sprawl and brawl uh it was um you know stand the feet and, and, and beat people up so um, the jiu jitsu gets a lot of uh, you know a lot of the like the 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 black belt thing it becomes like a a thing people talk about because it's uh jiu done a great job of like um kind of giving that rank prestige and, and people kind of know
3: that at least maybe are into mma or in jiu-jitsu that if you're a black belt uh and you, know, and you come from a reputable school it really means something mm. uh it's something you really worked hard to to get and something that you know it's not something you just you know pick up in two years or whatever mm. uh, striking doesn't necessarily have that um
2: where there's like a rank system or something other than maybe like a a world title or, or something like that, that would give you some type of, um, credentials, but, um, you know, I've been training Muay Thai and boxing, just as long as I've been training jujitsu. And again, in my mixed martial arts career, that's what I, I favored. I favored the, uh, the up game. I looked up to guys like, uh, Chuck Liddell and uh, Eddie Alvarez. And those are the types of guys I was trying to, uh, emulate when I was in the ring. So, it's not, uh, you know, things change a little bit with professional wrestling, but again, with uh, blood sport where it's knockout or submission only, uh, I kind of have a chance to, to uh, let the hands go a little bit, let the legs go a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, we'll see what
1: happens. It's always interesting, though, how you'll sometimes you'll have fights, and, I, and the fight I can most recall recently was the MVP daily fight in Bellator where you have two strikers, and then it becomes a grappling match because they don't want to yeah. strike at each other. So I've yeah. always wondered like you know I, I we know you're a black belt in bJj I'm not so sure where where Gotcha's uh credentials are but I'll assume that they're that they're high you know sometimes yeah, that, you know the clash of style or the the styles are so similar that it's kind of that you don't want everything is thrown out because it's like you don't want to grapple of him because you don't want or he doesn't want to grapple of you so then it just becomes a stand-up match I wouldn't be surprised if that actually something like that 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 happens uh for this fight I think, I think that that leads to a
2: rough night for
1: Simon if Mm -hmm. you ask me, but,
3: um, I don't know. That's why, that's why we have the match. Mm
2: Um, uh, again, if he's able to get on top of me, it could be uh, rough for me. We talked about how he's bigger and, um, you know, maybe a bit stronger. And, um, if he, if he knows what he's doing on the, on the ground, then it can be hard for me to, to get out from underneath him. So, Mm
3: -hmm. um, he could do a lot of damage there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that I, I did a lot. I, I trained uh, submission and and takedown defense
2: uh, a lot. That was that was that was one of my main things.
1: Mm-hmm. And so uh, I know that also it, uh, earlier when Bloodsports was supposed to happen this year during WrestleMania week, they were going to have that big tournament. Um, I think they were going to call it the Gotch Cup uh, Gotch Cup tournament. I the, think it uh, was called um, Robinson. That was it, Gotch Robinson. Yeah, the Gotch Robinson. Now, um, uh, there, there's n- the only tournament they're having this year is with the women, uh, with the four women that are going to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But, I think that's awesome. Uh, what do you hope that down the line that they hopefully can maybe, you know, maybe next year, WrestleMania week provided things are better, you know, we, they can bring that to try that tournament, you know, run it by again,
2: a hundred percent. And again, I have to take this one opportunity and, and make the most of it and, um, and be and be grateful and thankful, which I am. But if they do a Gosh Robinson Cup, I absolutely want to be a part of it. Um, and I just have to I just have to keep proving that, uh, you know, I have to be undeniable. That has to be something that like oh yeah, we, we got to have Mikowski for that. But uh, you know, it I could be a long way from that. I'm gonna take this one match at a time, um, focused on October 11th. But. Uh, yeah, I was definitely disappointed. I was over the moon to be involved in that in April. Um, but I'm hoping Josh will, uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll want to bring that, that concept back. Uh, the, I feel like blood sports should be a tournament format anyway. It kind of, uh, you know, it kind of, it has the name from the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a tournament, you know, combat sports are, um, much rooted in tournaments with amateur wrestling you know i came up doing uh, jiu-jitsu kickboxing mma tournaments uh those are all things that i've done uh obviously pro wrestling has a, a, a huge a long history i of, think you were in, uh, king
1: of trios uh, i think i right were you in king but, of trios one time yeah last
2: year one of the, absolutely that was a, a career goal of mine to uh to wrestle at king of trios one of the, the you know the biggest as far as like number of wrestlers uh, goes uh, yeah. one of the biggest tournaments in professional wrestling. Um, so, yeah, I think that the got Robinson Cup thing was going to be uh, incredible, uh, and I'm hoping, yeah, once things um, hopefully normalize, whatever, uh, that Josh and, and GCW can make that
1: happen. Now, I also want to get your thoughts on the main event, because you did say that you wrestled Chris Dickinson recently, and I want to get your thoughts. Moxley versus Dickinson. Who do you think takes that fight, and how do you see it going? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I know Mox
2: has been. Uh,
1: he's just been on a roll. He just everything you they that's been in front of him. He just goes right through it. He just always finds a way. He always finds a way. What's that, John Moxley? Yeah, John Moxley. Yeah, John Moxley. Yeah, he, every time he's you know he fight he fights MJF. He uh uh let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else has he fought recently, but that's the most recent match he had. And yeah, but he always always gets you know he's also the IWGP United States Champion as well. He did well in the G One last year. He's always he's just um, been on a roll, like so. Yeah, your uh, thoughts on that? On- well, you know he's got his hands full with Dickinson. I'll tell you that. Um, you know now that I've been in there with him, um, he's a big strong guy as well, and has uh you know from from professional wrestling
2: skills to like grappling skills and striking skills. Uh, you know, Chris, Chris kind of checks all the boxes and, um, w- you know, we'll see what, what Moxley brings to the table. I know he's been, you know, incorporating more, uh, mixed martial arts into his training. Uh, he had a cool, he had a great match with, um, oh geez, what's the, the Bellator gentleman?
1: Oh, uh, Hager, Jake Hager.
2: Yeah. yeah Jake Hager. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had a match on, like, a Dynamite uh, a couple months ago or something it, uh, that I really the, enjoyed.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, was so it was an empty arena like, the hardcore match back. type thing, I think. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, it might have been. But, they, yeah, they were, like, they were rolling around. Uh, boxing was going for arm bars, and Jaeger's, and, uh, like, using his amateur wrestling skills. Uh, it was one of my favorite AEW matches. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's – I think, you know, a big appeal of that match, too, is, like – What's Moxley going to do in this, in this scenario when he's in a, like a shoot match with Chris Dickinson? Like, mm-hmm. obviously that was the appeal with, with Josh Barnett too. One of the, you know, best
3: heavyweights ever. Um, uh, but yeah, Chris is like a whole nother, uh, uh, you know, a whole, a whole nother, uh, problem to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just curious to know as well, I, I, I don't think we asked you last year like what you want to do like pro wrestling career wise, but now with two big companies, WWE and now AEW. Do you have is there are they either are they goals for you at this point or
0: Um, um Yeah, I mean I'd say long
1: term, definitely AEW, you know, I I
2: really love what they're doing there. I think it it
3: feels like uh they let their the wrestlers take
2: chances and take risks. And they don't get like, you know, severely punished if the, if 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 it doesn't hit the mark, or but then the the reward if it does is is, is, is so great. Uh, mm. I've really enjoyed the uh, a lot of the matches. I watch AEW every week.
3: Um, you know, I try to get the pay per views when I can, but um, it's a uh, you know I have some. Uh, one of the guys I trained under
2: is there, Orange Cassidy. Uh, I I know Bryce Remsburg. Uh, he's like a, a you know, we became friends at, at Chikara.
1: Um, Eddie Kingston's there now. Oh. Uh, you not not a person I've ever I've ever met, but definitely somebody I looked up to. Uh, just being a Chikara fan and then uh, you know wrestling and there for just a had a long match time. with Moxley as well last week I believe it was. Um, yeah. So yeah, okay. Um, the other thing is also I know as, as somebody who does who's who trains at uh MMA uh gym anybody that that's up and coming at your gym that maybe MMA fans should be on the lookout for or has any fights or anything that you can tell us at the point.
2: Um, Joe, his name's Joe Lowry. He's a one fifty fiber. He trains at a, a Beacon Mixed Martial Arts in Cherry Hill, a gym I uh, I train at as well and and help coach at from time to time. Um. He had a stint on the
3: uh, on Dana's White, Dana White's Contender Series, and I it mean, came up short. Yeah, I remember and that. And then um, he's recently just won uh, uh, a match on uh, it was on Fight Pass uh, uh, with the uh, CFFC Cage Fury Fighting Championships. It was a match in Philly. He, I think he had
2: a I want to say it was a first round or second round knockout. Joe's had all knockouts. All of his wins are knockouts. Okay. Uh, if, yeah, for 155 pounds, he's got like you know got the dynamite in his hands thing so um his only loss uh was that contender series match so he's he's hopefully knocking
0: out. in a way and i hate to interrupt even though it's kind of my thing but in a way do you think that he should probably be right on the radar of promotions like horizon like the ufc like a bellator you know that is if and when the international borders open back up for Ryzen, but more particularly for UFC or Bellator, when you think that he should be on the radar. It
2: seems like, he, uh, you know, his goal is more UFC, with it being the biggest company, in, in at least in North America,
3: and um, he's sort of kind of in that pipeline already, having been on the Contender Series, um, and then
2: having, he's had multiple fights on, I think, on Fight Pass now uh, because he fights for... Uh, he was the 155-pound champion at Cage Fury Fighting Championships,
3: which, uh, again, mm-hmm. they, they're on Fight Pass. So I think that's his main goal. I'm not even
2: sure how you would go about uh, getting seen or noticed by Ryzen if you're a, a, probably someone who has uh, probably a manager or, or somebody that has connections with that company, you know, getting involved with them or, or reaching out to
1: them. But... Uh, I don't think that's quite on his... uh, I think it's like tunnel vision towards the UFC, I I believe. Mm, Understandable, understandable. Understood,
0: understood. Now, another question I want to ask, actually, I got two more questions before I throw it off to Andrew to end this, but first of all, what mixed martial artist, what current mixed martial artist or professional wrestler do you think would probably do well in this blood sport format. Um what current uh, MMA fighter or pro wrestler? Or either one? Either or either or. Um well guys that pop into my head, like Kyle O'Reilly, um Bobby Fish,
2: uh Kushida, Aleister Black, those are all like WWE NXT guys. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and those are all guys I, I emulate. They, they all, uh, definitely like Alistair Black and, and O'Reilly and Fish, you know, they have like a heavy striking style, which is, uh, right up my alley. Kushida's like really good at grappling, a lot of, a lot of arm work with the, the Kimura and the arm bar. Um, so he's very similar. He's somebody I emulate as well. Um, I think those guys would do awesome. Obviously like Bobby Lashley, uh, would be incredible. Um. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody from AEW that I think
0: would, like, really kick ass. Obviously, um... What about Hager? Yeah, Hager, I mean, mm-hmm. would you say that aside from... I mean, aside from Jake Hager, I mean, would you probably say that somebody like, oh, I don't know, perhaps, Aubrey, a.k.a. Luchasaurus,
2: would do well uh-huh. there? Yeah, I mean, he he's, he certainly has a striking heavy uh, arsenal as well. I enjoy his work. Um, I'm not
3: sure about the uh, like the grappling aspect of things, or like the you know
2: um, what his submission wrestling pedigree is, or if he has training in like catch wrestling
1: or submission wrestling, or anything like that. Um, but that could be interesting for, to see for sure. He had millions of years to uh, to uh, in grappling, so there's no excuse <laughs> why he should not he should have a bra- no grappling background. It'd be very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be understandable. Now, as far as mixed martial arts is concerned, I mean, I know that we touched on this earlier on prior to the beginning of this podcast, but like seriously, what are your thoughts about the whole Kelsey Covington situation and? you know, do you think that his mouth would probably get him a free ass whooping and something like Bloodsport? Oh, I mean, I, I'm hoping, like, Usman or, um, oh,
2: geez, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Mazvidal. Either Usman uh, uh, or Costa. Uh, no, who, who's the guy that's gonna f- Burns? Oh, yes, yes. Go burn. Yeah, um, mm. one of those guys can maybe take it to him. Um, I think he's absolutely taking it too far. It's one thing to—I um, was just talking about this with a, a fellow wrestler who, I guess, was it true uh, he was in a—he was an impact like he tagged with Lashley in like a a, a cage match or something.
1: Um, yeah, and him, um, that's the, right... uh, the guy from who runs uh, uh ATT, uh, Dan uh, Dan Lambert, all, was—they all, were all involved at one point.
2: Okay, yeah. I think it was around that time where he started pulling this this whole stick with the wearing a MAGA hat and doing all that and basically being like the, an MMA heel, um, you know. Because before that, he, I guess he was potentially going to get fired for just being a, a you know, a boring. Pulitzer. Yeah, for lack of a better word, I think he was winning fights and they still wanted to get rid of him because he was just like. They had nothing to go with or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. but um it's just it's
3: gone way too far some really inappropriate things it's like i don't i don't understand it's it's uh it's obviously gotten some you know it's kind of served its purpose because people are talking about it we're talking about it right now mm-hmm. um but it's I, I think
2: uh he he's a to dial it back there's probably better ways to 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 go about what what he's trying to do like you look at a guy like uh kale sonnen who was amazing at, at at talking crap and 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 hyping fights and kind of playing that role of like the the heel uh as far as like mixed martial arts goes or like i guess a guy like connor who was great at promoting uh fights too and creating hype but this is all
3: just it's it's really nasty and like evil um you know, very just just some inappropriate things. I've only really read like headlines and uh, some a few excerpts, but because um, again, I don't even really want to give it the light of day. I think the best thing to do is probably just ignore them. I know Dana
2: didn't like it, or or some, I, I saw something. Dana White, the the owner of the UFC, or the whatever he is, the um, president. Yeah, it's so, okay. Nobody cares. Hopefully, he maybe talks to him a little bit and tells him to to tone it back. Uh, you know, it's one thing to be an asshole. It's one, but the other, I don't even know what he's being. He's just being a, a a terrible human being. I
1: think. Well, I just want to expand upon that as well from a pro wrestling aspect. And I know when you were MMA, uh, that th- that type of trash talking really wasn't. A thing really, it kind of like it wasn't really, I guess, developed. I mean, you had Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock. I was gonna
2: say that, yeah. But,
1: like, was it was a little Tito. bit Tito was Tina was a little bit different. There was something about his track talking that was like a little bit different than like what Kobe Covington is doing. Um, it was, oh, yeah, it, it sounded pretty like he was kind of hated. more yeah, yeah, he was kind, kind of more like sound like like the, the jock, like he was like the dumb jock whenever he was like trying to like. Do his thing, you know, and all that stuff. Do, do you think that MMA has devolved too much into that? Because well, also I uh, want to give another example: Izzy Adesanya and Paulo Costa, their whole back and forth, and then now we have the whole thing: of Izzy Adesanya, uh, after he knocked out Costa, he did the the dry humping to him in the ring, and supposedly that got people didn't you know, like that. Um, so do you think that uh, MMA has become too much like pro wrestling? To the point that it makes the sports, it makes the sport look bad.
0: No, I, I, I mean just, just the right off the top
2: of my head, I think MMA is so uh, oversaturated now um, that guys need new ways to stand out mm-hmm. besides having spectacular fights or, or or what have you. I mean, it's gonna be pretty rare that dudes are just, like, absolute, like, Mike Tyson-esque, like, savages, as far as, like, except for, like, uh, what's his name? Um, the heavyweight uh, that... that Oh, Neganu Yeah, like, him. He's mm-hmm. obviously got... He doesn't have to do all that crazy, disrespectful, you know, garbage, because people are going to watch his fights because of what he does in the cage. Um, but... I think again with the like the it's like the Colby thing. He needed a new way to like market himself or or, or create buzz around him so he could get because at the end of the day it's even though it's you know it's mixed martial arts and they're in there trying to kill each other, it's still a business and you still have to uh, you know sell pay per views and and put you know asses in seats as they say. Mm. Um, so there's there's certain ways to go about doing that and he's ch- chosen to do. Uh, you know, whatever it is he's doing. And, you know, you see other guys. That's why, like, Connor. Connor's great. I mean, Connor kind of toes the line, but it's, like, it's like charming in a way. And, like, um, he, he was, like, one of the best ever in mixed martial arts at, at promoting fights and, and getting people to get excited. Because he also performed in the ring really well, too. Like, he, he would knock people out, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it's because it's so crowded... And there's so many fights,
3: so many fighters, that guys need um, other things to stand out now. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. No, that's totally understandable. And here's actually one of the burning questions I've been meaning to ask. I didn't ask it last time, I'm going to ask it now. Weapon X, is that a Wolverine X-Men reference?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have the picture on hand, but uh, I used to put, I used to bleach my hair, like, with uh, like three spikes, like it was supposed to be like claw marks. Oh, um, okay. I, I may be trying to do something of something similar to that for blood sport. We'll see. Okay. But um, yeah, I, uh, it just kind of stuck. We were at the gym one day, and I think my the guy that was like managing me at the time was also there, and we were all talking, and uh, I don't know, somebody suggested. Somebody suggested Weapon X. He's like, "Yeah, we should go with that or whatever." And I, I was, you know, doing the
3: the, the hair thing. It kind of, so it it just all kind of uh, it all just kind of stuck.
1: Okay, is there is there a thing for what that hair thing is called? Because the only person who I know does that is Minoru Suzuki, uh, for New Japan. He's the only, He does sometimes he'll do like a spider but thing. Our, and yeah, like, he'll
2: shave his head. I I was dyeing my hair like it was like okay like blonde. I don't think I'm gonna dye it. I might go like the Suzuki route. I don't know if it has a name or anything, but uh, or really what Suzuki is doing with his with his hair. What is that? It looks um, kind of cool for yeah. him, but like, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm still, uh, we'll, we'll see. I might I might try to try to do something a little uh, special for for
3: for Bloodsport.
1: Now Bloodsport. Uh, after Bloodsport, do you have any uh, uh, other uh, bookings, matches coming up that you can tell us? Um.
3: Black Label Pro, uh,
1: November
2: twenty first. That's a it's a little bit out yet, but um, uh, their Slamilton event. I think they're doing one of those things again where they have two shows on one day. Um, so I I believe I'm in
3: uh one of their like debut scrambles. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's exciting. Uh, I've been wanting to.
2: That's a place I've definitely wanted to uh, to get out to. And, uh, I'm excited for that. Um, uh, nothing quite else on the, on the horizon right now, or nothing, nothing really confirmed. So, but, uh, but yeah, after, uh, World Sport, you know, will be looking forward to, uh, to Black Label, and then, uh, hopefully some other, uh, some shows around, around New Jersey.
1: Mm-hmm. And before, uh, we give you a chance to plug your social media, mm-hmm. where fans can reach you, I want to give you an opportunity as well to say, uh, you know, if Simon Grimm ever gets a chance to listen to his audio, um, anything you want to say to him about him, the match, or is yours?
2: I think I think he's in for, you know, I, he's, I know he's been in there with some of the best. He's been in there with Tom, Davy Boy. Um, I really think I'm a different animal, and uh, it's going to be a, a different pace. And... Um, I hope he's been training the striking because um, you know maybe maybe the r bars cancel each other out, <laughs> and uh, you know he, he better uh, you know protect his protect his head because i um, or his ribs his mm-hmm. legs because uh, I'm not gonna hold back in there.
1: Protect his body. He basically just told protect his body. Every everything, all the any any part on him is a target. And he, Anything
2: I can hit, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit
0: it. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh... now one thing I do want to ask before you get a chance to plug yourself and put yourself over as we put over this event is let's just say if you never compete in another blood sport event again, you know, what's the one thing that you would tell a casual fan or a fan that just doesn't know about blood sports? you know, about these types of matches. What's the one positive thing you would want to say about those matches that you think would catch a casual fan's eye? I mean,
2: just, again, off the top of my head, I would say it's one of the most, like, it's one of the most high-octane wrestling events that you could go to. Um, It has, like, that, there's just that, that, that energy that you get when you go to like a big fight or anything like that because um, it's all one-on-one you know not that other matches aren't great you know like tag team and, and whatever script, like triple threats and, and all that stuff i love that stuff but this is um this is this is special it's all one-on-one no ropes knockout or submission only and there's a you know there's a certain like palpable uh tension uh, in the room for the whole show so uh, and you get to see some people that, you know, like, again, Homicide versus Tom Lawler. Uh, that I want to see that. Uh, and the, the whole card is, 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 is pretty awesome. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, uh... I see, I see. Now, can you do your best to put over your social media, your plugs, any? <laughs> Pro SNTs, uh, sponsors, or your gym that you want to shout out. Pro Tees
1: uh, as well. If you got a PWT stores as well, because I think every restaurant Earth has a, a Pro SNT stores as well. Yeah,
2: I have, a, I have a big cartel. Uh, big cartel. Uh, 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 uh Matt Mikowski, but um, Twitter at the Matt Mikowski, Instagram um Matthew Mikowski. Uh, it's pretty much it for social media. I. I uh, I coach and and train at uh, Royal Striking in South Philadelphia, also uh, Beacon Mixed Martial Arts in um, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and uh, professional wrestling at uh, Worldwide Dojo in uh, Bristol, PA. Um, so I've I've really been putting putting a lot of work in as much as I can with considering all the
3: uh, you know considering COVID and everything. Um, to, to, so I can be the best Matt Mikowski I can be on uh, October 11th. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, everybody who wants to see Bloodsport, October 11th through Fight TV, uh, Matt Mikowski versus Simon Grimm, uh, among many other great matches. That be... will happen at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, by the way. Yes, yeah. Uh, like I said... Or you
0: check your local listings for the time
3: and when it comes on in your area. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, Simon Grimm versus uh, Matt Mikowski... Uh, among many other great uh, OB the whole car is good the whole car is good I can't pick one match I'm looking forward to it's like it's it's entirely a good a good car you, you get your money's worth from all Bloodsport shows no. absolutely the, the women's
2: tournament um you know Le- Layla Hirsch Lindsay Snow uh Killer Kelly um I'm, I'm sorry what's Allison that? K. yeah yeah um so that's a, the the four women tournament you know two, two fights in one night that's gonna be awesome uh Yeah, again, I'm I'm super stoked. It's I'm so happy to be a part of it, and I can't wait.
0: And yeah, uh, Matt, we Mm -hmm. appreciate you talking. And also, one more thing: this event's gonna be a part of the collective. If you want to do that, I mean, if you want to support that, feel free to buy the whole thing on fight. You know, if you have that kind of money, I'm pretty sure it costs like 120 bucks full. But if you want to support GCW, feel free to check them out on all forms of social media.
1: Just search up GCW Wrestling or Game Changer Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot. Yeah, it's, it's part of the whole package. I forgot. There's like five, three or four other shows that, uh, yeah, uh, if you can, get, uh, get all the shows if you can. If not, at least get Bloodsport. I'll say that. I'll say that. But uh, again, Matt, thank you so much for talking to us. Uh, we appreciate, appreciate your time um and yeah we're looking forward to your match with uh simon grimm it's gonna be a barn burner as they say in uh wrestling
2: absolutely thank you so much guys i appreciate you having me on
1: no problem no problem you take care and uh be safe and be well all
2: right take it easy guys
1: take care